Hey friends, it's another Michigan's Best podcast. My name is Eric Hulkerin from the Michigan's Best team. And on this episode, John Gonzalez talks to Seth Bernard. He's a Michigan-based singer-songwriter out of the Lake City area. And he has put together this workshop to help local musicians, and in fact all musicians, navigate through this crisis. And John had a chance to sit down and talk to him. So let's jump in to this episode of the Michigan's Best podcast. Hey, Seth, how you doing? Hey, John. I'm grateful to be well. How are you? Uh, yeah, in the same boat, right, as we all, all kind of figure out what's, uh, what's going on in this crazy world. Um, hey, where are, you, uh, where are you living at these days? Are you in northern Michigan, southeast Michigan? Where are you at these days? Yeah, I'm up north. I'm just east of Traverse City, west of Kalkaska. Ah, yes. I know that area pretty well. Uh, Kalkaska is one of my favorite stops when I'm heading up north. You know why? How come? Because of the little gas station there um, that has a great craft beer selection and some great subs and pizza. Nico's, or I think it's called? Yes, and great baklava and great as ba- well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's like the in, that's the pro tip is the baklava. If you know about the baklava, that's, right? That's the spot, man. Pickled eggs. It's all there. And they have a great selection of shorts beer, too. They really do, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Seth Bernard, thanks for joining us today. Um, hey, I wanted to run something by you um, because I saw on the Facebook page a pretty cool event. I thought, man, I'm going to reach out to Seth here and, and see what this is all about. But it looks like on the Earthwork Harvest Gathering Facebook page, you just posted this week, about a pretty cool uh, instructional workshop series. Can you tell us more about how this came about and what it is? Yeah, yeah, thanks for asking. So, you know, things are in flux, things are uncertain in the future. So many of us in so many different trades are, you know, um, unsure of of what the future looks like for our work. And um, a lot of us in in the events world, uh, from musicians to festival organizers and um, cultural workers are trying to figure out how we can keep connecting with people and bringing people together and, and doing our work. And so uh, we, with Earthwork Harvest Gathering, which is a cultural event that I started on the family farm, which is outside Lake City, close to here, um, you know, we decided to keep planning to do the event, um, but in the meantime, to set up some some workshops and also some kids concerts with our partners online. So um, we reached out to our friends from Blissfest. I've been going to Blissfest since I was uh, less than one year old. So almost every year I've made it and they've, they've been a, you know, like a, a cool uncle or like a sister festival for us and really supportive. And, um, and so we decided to put together an instructional workshop series. So it kicks off with songwriting. There's ukulele. Uh, the Accidentals are doing like an improv clinic, uh, singing with Sam Cooper, mandolin and fiddle with Bruce Ling, um, guitar with Chris Michaels, uh, Mark Lavengood's doing dobro, Jordan Hamilton is teaching cello and looping. So it's all stuff that... Um, I think is going to be really engaging and it's also a way for us to as we said in the post kind of splash some of this festival energy around in the community well you have an incredible lineup the series begins 
uh, this Saturday, 2 o'clock, uh, April 11th, uh, and will continue every Saturday for a while uh, at that same afternoon slot, right? 2 o'clock Saturdays? That's right. That's right. And we're also, every Sunday, we're partnering with Hoxieville, another wonderful festival that I've been blessed to perform at every year. Um, we're doing uh, kids' concerts, and that starts this Sunday as well. Um, and we got Chris Dorman, Rachel and Dominic Davis, Joe Riley, Mad Cat, um, Melissa Sai, Brother James, May Early Wine, uh, the Deep Fried Pickle Project, and <laughs> and myself. Um, and so that'll be, you know, the, the kids are, are definitely going through it here too and, and not being able to go to school. So this, we hopeful. We hope this will be a lot of fun for families and kind of give give the parents at least an hour to just kick back while the kids get entertained. I think the last time I, I saw the deep fried pickle project was at uh, at uh, Dark Horse in Marshall, and I was like, these guys are wonderful, and there were a lot of kids out having a good old time. Yeah, yeah, they're really fun, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, they figured out a way to come together for that one. So very cool. Hey, I'm uh, getting back to uh, so that it, well, staying with that with the kids thing. Is that going to be Sundays at two o'clock as well, or is it a different time? That's right. Every Sunday at two p.m. and and um, we're sharing that one with Hoxieville, as I said. So we'll be uh, taking turns posting it, but we'll be sharing on our on each other's Facebook pages. Well, Seth, I think it's really cool that that you guys have um, because I see a lot of virtual concerts and. It's kind of hard to to know when they're going to be on because you get on Facebook, right? And they're randomly, they pop up. You're like, oh, I didn't know this was on right now. Or you forgot or you didn't send a reminder or whatever. Uh, I like the fact that you're making it consistent. Two o'clock Saturdays, two o'clock Sundays. Yeah, thanks. We, we you know, So much is inconsistent right now and un- uncertain. So we thought this is something solid that we can, we can put out there. And, um, you know, a, lo- a lot of us are sort of, creating contingency plans for our festivals and and we're noticing people are doing festivals online using zoom and a lot of what people love about earthwork harvest gathering is connecting with each other and doing workshops and panel discussions so we've been doing those types of things through the nonprofit that i started title track via zoom so you know it's there are ways to keep the connection going, but at this point we're still hopeful that folks can gather at the farm in the fall. And in the meantime, we're just going to, we're going to put our, you know, our staff's collective energy and enthusiasm into this. I want to ask you a little bit about the, a little bit more about these workshops, but before I do that, can you just give me a background real quick? A lot of people are listening right now. Of course they're, they're diehard Seth Bernard fans, and they know about your history, and they know about Earthwork and everything. Can you just give us a quick little background for those that might be listening for the first time? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, So I grew up on Earthwork Farm, as I mentioned before, just outside of Lake City up here. And um, I was surrounded with a lot of of music as a kid. We had barn dances, and um, my parents played music, and I had mentors that encouraged me to pick up music and when i put out my first album in 2001 i started this annual what would become an annual event um inspired by you know what had happened on the farm when i was a kid combining um like potlucks and we grew food there we grew a lot of our own food so agriculture bringing food to the table music and dancing community all these things that make people happy um and so I released my first album, and this was this, you know, event 
that started and, and in the following years it grew and the community grew and uh, we started uh, you know building stages we have a sawmill there at the farm um, and doing more workshops and hosting vendors and uh, so it, it's you know music is at the heart of it but we have over a hundred workshops um, we we try to be as uh, inclusive as we can and uh, really activate engagement and awareness through workshops and panel discussions we have these cultural traditions that we do every year um, uh, it's become woven in with a lot of my work with water so we have various panel discussions on water water equity protecting the great lakes we have an interfaith water blessing ceremony that happens every year people from different spiritual and cultural traditions speaking to the the sacredness and value of water um, a lot of great stuff for kids a playground a uh, instrument petting zoo an actual animal petting zoo uh and then lots of fun and games you know we have uh, an annual three-on-three basketball tournament youth basketball clinic with a dunk contest and lots of collaboration between bands over 120 bands um i deliver a welcome address every year and i play the waltz hour with my dad who i got going playing music with my dad who's you know he's kept the farm going he and my mom um for decades and he loves to sit down after a long day at work and pour a glass of wine and play waltzes on his fiddle so i, I kind of got going playing my first chords on guitar um backing him up um and so yeah it's it's a it's become you know, it started with like a hundred people on this trailer stage and, and four musical acts. And now I think last year we had 3,750 people. And like I said, um, just very, very robust offerings, four stages, um, all different kinds of music, you know, a lot of, a lot of original music and people who are in it for the, for the reasons of, um, building community and lifting people up and giving people courage. So, you know, a lot of what we've been building over the last 20 years, um, it feels like it's, it's stuff that is, um, it's like people are craving having that at their tables right now. Um, we need, we need courage and, and to be uplifted and the arts do that and community does that. So, um, these are the first two series, John, the, the instructional workshops and the, and the kids concerts. And we have plans to work with other partners, particularly in the nonprofit sector to bring more tools for community resilience and cultural enrichment to the table online while we're in quarantine. Well, yeah, Seth. I mean, that's I mean, what a, what a history there. Um, it just seems like at this time with this whole coronavirus and the pandemic, that people are craving for just some basic human needs, right? It's true, and it's it's really to me, it's lifting the veil on a lot of things that we we've, we've been needing to do in our society, prioritizing the needs of the most vulnerable. And you know, you look at the lens of equity, and it's it's like African American folks are, are disproportionately affected by this. Um, indigenous folks are disproportionately affected by this, and and you see people in crisis, you know, pouring their heart, hearts out into the world and finding solutions. Um, and so it, it, it reaffirms your faith in humanity to see people, you know, responding to what's at hand. And then also it, it makes us, um, 
you know, open up to some new possibilities of what our society can be like, what our communities can be like, the way that our leadership can uh, recognize, you know, the, the heroes here. And we've got working class people and health professionals keeping our, literally keeping the world going right now. And, uh, and they deserve more credit and more gratitude. And, uh, and then also, so many people have been so appreciative of the musical community, recognizing that we're, we're out of work. You know, we, we can't, all these gig workers can't go to work right now. So we're using our creativity to find different ways to, to bring what we have to the community. And, and the people are, are really, um, showing us a lot of support and compassion and, and that'll continue um with these emergency uh relief efforts like from the michigan music alliance really coming to the aid of musicians and crosshatch up here doing a an artist relief um the organization i mentioned before title track that i started that i'm the executive director of We've been working with the Native Justice Coalition to raise funds for elder care programs with the tribes up here, <clears throat> elder meals and elder care um, with the, the Little Traverse Bay Band, the Grand Traverse Band, and the, the Little River Band. And um, We've gotten a lot of support for that, so that money is going directly uh, to these fantastic programs. And Indigenous people already do a fantastic job of honoring the elders, Um and so, yeah, lots to learn. You know, it's, it's, it's been humbling, I know, for me to spend all this time with myself, but uh, I've been able to be creative, and hopefully uh, folks are, are being able to, you know, be easy on themselves and with each other and, and use this pause for, for good and for healing. I know that stuff you don't really want to talk about probably how bad it is for you because we're when, whenever we think personally about how bad it is for us to be stuck in one place, we know – there are others hurting much more and, and in need and people losing family members and relatives and loved ones. So, and those health workers that have to deal with this every single day, we know we have it pretty good, but um, still the music community has been hit hard uh, by this whole coronavirus and this pandemic. Um, how bad is it? I mean, I'm sure you're talking to musicians every single day. Uh, how bad is it out there? Do people realize um, really what they're going through? Do you think? That's a great question, John. You know, it's it's pretty bad. It's it, it's an interesting thing to navigate because um, because so many folks are are experiencing this together, and so there's this there's this discussion of sharing the pain, you know, and um, sharing the responsibility. But I know a lot of my colleagues. We you know we just don't know how we're going to pay our bills. Um, and uh, we're talking about artists who are who are making like ninety to a hundred percent of their money through the gig economy, and that just being completely shut down. Not only for the next two months, but no one is booking shows. So, like my booking agent hasn't booked a show for any artists on our roster for for the last month. Mm. Um, and so uh, people are doing online shows, and, and um, I think that hopefully folks out there will, will um, get into the practice of contributing and recognizing that, you know, if we go play a show at a club, um, there's usually a guarantee, right? Right. And that musicians, we, we've got an overhead that might not be visible to a lot of people, Um and so when you play a show asking for tips on Facebook, there is no guarantee. You're just 
asking for human kindness and and in doing so we also recognize that other people are hurting too um one thing that has been helpful for me is i have a patreon um and patreon is a is a way for people to become patrons and pay anywhere from three to fifty dollars a month to to be in direct contact and to get things like home recordings from the vault live recordings new songs handwritten lyrics um a window into to the day-to-day creative process uh and a lot of artists have this and it's really helpful because it's ongoing um and then also, like I mentioned before, Michigan Music Alliance and Crosshatch and others have, have created these uh, relief funds. Um, and then for those of us in the nonprofit sector, you know, we're, we're trying to bring stakeholders to the table and see, see where the greatest need is. Um, because the non, nonprofit sector has been great at that in our society, at, at filling the gaps um, and seeing where, you know, the the government and the private sector are not meeting needs and then filling those needs. And so there are a number of, of us who are in, in conversation. I know we're uh, a couple of us are going to have a call with Senator Peters uh, next week to, to discuss what it's like um, for musicians and gig workers right now. And so we're, you know, we're bringing stakeholders to the table and trying to leverage support. Um, and so you asking this question, you know, as a journalist is part of that equation and we appreciate it. Well, we, we can't thank you enough uh, as journalists and as just music fans to, uh, to, to keep up there, keep up the good work because you are doing some incredible work. But uh, I know you're one of many. There's so many other people that care so passionately about the music scene here in Michigan and throughout the country as well. So thank you for the work that you do. Real quick, uh, Seth, again, for those that might have not have ever, they're, they're compelled, they're listening to every single word that you say. How do you best describe your music? Because I hate asking musicians to describe their music, but in this case, I'm going to let you try. Oh, thanks. Yeah, well, I've been I've been putting out records for 20 years. Um, I love rock and roll. I love folk music. I, I try to just keep writing songs. You know, I've, I've played with 10-piece rock bands. I've, I've played solo with the guitar. Um and, and I love what I do. I've got songs to share and I try to use music to, to lift people up. Um, and so, you know, I've played for big crowds on big stages. I've played dive bars where there's more people on the stage than there are in the crowd. And, and I'm, I'm always grateful to be able to share my music. Um, guitar has been a, a lifeline for me through my whole life, through anything I've gone through. I've, I've had my guitar. So it's, it's definitely a, you know, a, it's a lightning rod and a, a, a rocket ship for me to ride on through life. And and then my process of songwriting, it's like, you know, I, it's a healing process. It's a, it's a process of um, trying to affect, you know, positive change, encourage people and and uh, and to uh, give voice to what's happening. And, and it's also been a process for me to go through, you know, all kinds of things like, you know, I've lost dear friends and we've seen things happen in society that have been hard to grapple with. And so for me, music is a container to alchemize all of that. Um, so I guess, you know, some of my heroes, uh, Neil Young, Woody Guthrie, Pete Seeger, Bob Dylan, uh, the Beatles, the Rolling Stones. Um, I love Mavis Staples and Mahalia Jackson and sister Rosetta Tharp. Um, <laughs> 
and then you know I I I, I I lean into nature a lot. I've been taking cold plunges every day for the last two weeks. That's been that's been firing me up, and and then I go down in my basement and record on the four track. And, um, so yeah, I, I appreciate it. And people can go to samuelsupbernard.com and and sign my mailing list there. And I'm I'm doing something there where I'm offering daily words of inspiration, so lyrics and poetry and just trying to put stuff out there to, to help lift people up right now. Well, Seth, uh, I think you're going to find a lot of people checking that out because uh, you've said some things that really make us think. Um, hey, also one last thing to wrap things up. Uh, I need to say happy birthday because you had a virtual birthday the other day. I did. Thanks, John. <laughs> what, was yeah. that? what was that like? You know, um, it's been really interesting. I, so the day before um, things really started to shift uh, at the beginning of March, um, I, I went through this um, a bunch. I brought a bunch of people in my community together to um, send me on my way to do this pilgrimage back to my ancestral homeland of Armenia. Mm-hmm. It's been this lifelong dream of mine. Before I turned 40, I made plans to go to Armenia and then Israel and Palestine on this um pilgrimage and, and doing musical exchange. So I had all these studio dates set up with Armenian musicians and uh, Israeli and Palestinian musicians. And, and then I was going to come home and have this big birthday party at Shorts. Um, and it all got canceled. And so I had all this time at home and, and then I had the birthday party uh, on Facebook. But it was great. And, you know, I think, I don't know, you know, 7,000 people or something watched the concert and um, we had a lot of interaction in the comments. That's been a lot of fun for people, you know, to, to feel like they're in community and they're talking with each other and interacting. So it was it was bizarre and wonderful. You know, I'm just standing here at home, but I feel like I'm in community with hundreds and thousands of people. So I was definitely feeling the love. I dressed up in a nice suit and uh i sliced myself a big piece of chocolate birthday cake and uh um sounds... let the tunes fly always letting the songs fly that sounds good hey seth bernard real quick tell us again about the workshops where to get more information and then of course your website and how to get more information about what's going on with you Yes, thank you, John. Um, so Earthwork Harvest Gathering, you can find it on Facebook or Instagram uh, and, and like us, follow us. EarthworkHarvestGathering.com is a website um, and you can learn more about it there. But the, the workshops are instructional music workshops every Saturday at 2 p.m., uh, Facebook Live, and then uh, kids concerts uh, every Sunday at 2 p.m. And then my full name is Samuel Seth Bernard. And you can find me on Instagram uh, under Samuel Seth Bernard. Uh, you can find me on Facebook too. But my website is samuelsethbernard.com. And uh, if you sign the, the mailing list there at the bottom of the website, we can keep in touch. And and um, I will, I, again, send out these, these daily words of inspiration and uh, songs and home recordings. And I mentioned my Patreon too. I've been having a lot of new people sign up for the Patreon. Um, and you can, you can find me there and also a lot of other wonderful Michigan artists. It's like folks are really counting music and creativity as part of essentials, right? Cause here we are in quarantine. We need the arts. We need music and storytelling, films, podcasts, 
Um, so, and, and what you're doing too, you know, journalism and, and bringing, bringing the truth to the people, it's, it's essential. So thanks for what you do. Well, Seth again, Samuel, Seth, thank you so much for your time. Good talking to you, yeah. good catching up, and uh, we'll see you soon up there in uh, Kalkaska, and we'll stop at, uh, at that gas station and get some uh, shorts beer, a sub, and, and maybe some baklava. Baklava's on me. <laughs> All right, take care, my friend. <laughs> you too. Thanks, John.